Okay. So this episode is actually split off from an earlier recording with another subject. We just decided that this ought to be its own thing after we were all done with the discussion. It became more than what I had originally intended for it to be or thought it could be. So this episode is me talking to Dustin about Bullet Train, uh, but it also becomes much more about the subject of whitewashing in American films. So if that's a topic you're into or you don't know what that's all about, you can learn about it here today. Thanks for supporting us. All right, bullet train. Talk to me. I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. Doesn't get simpler. You stab me? Yeah! We'll ruin your life the way you ruin mine. Dude, I don't even know you! There's nothing simple about this job. Something else going on here? Yeah, I'm not the only one on this train looking for this case. Evan, hmm. where's the briefcase? Oh, it's not shit. It was just there. We are right on the table. Everything that's ever happened to you. This is gonna sting, bitch! Whoa! I'll let you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. Bullet Train is directed by David Leach. Uh, Light Lich. I don't know. He he co-directed the first uh, John Wick. Um, he was, he directed Deadpool two. He was producer on, what did we just see recently? Violent night, um, Mm. producer on that producer on nobody, uh, directed fast and furious Hobbs and Shaw directed atomic blonde. Uh, so that's this dude. So that's bullet train screenplay by Zach Okowitz. Um, and this is as a pretty interesting cast. We've got Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, um, Andrew Koj, Hiroyuki Sonata, Michael Shannon, Benito A. Martinez, Ocasio, and Sandra Bullock. And um, yeah, this is a um, this is a Sony Pictures film, and uh, I saw this on Netflix. And uh, this is about a. Uh, I guess we'll call him uh, just a, a, he's not really a hitman. He's like, he's an operative. He's a, he's a, he's a member of a syndicate kind of a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, 
probably by Brad Pitt. His name is Ladybug. And uh, he is assigned to retrieve a briefcase full of cash on this, you know, bullet train in, in Tokyo. Um, <clears throat> well, I say in Tokyo, it's in Japan because it's a bullet train. It goes pretty far. Um, and there's all these other people, all these other interested parties who are also trying to take the briefcase or it, there's all kinds of plot stuff involved that honestly, if you had seen it, you would be explaining to me what's going on <laughs> in the plot. It reminds me a lot of smoke and aces where there's a lot mm. of like, inter- there's a lot of players who, whose goals impact each other. And, sure. um, it's a very stylized film in a few ways. Um, and there's a, there's a bunch of lore with the, um, the white death. Who's this Russian born Yakuza boss that they're in opposition with for the whole movie. Who's not really on screen for most of it. Um, so it's kind of, you know, the appeal of bullet train is just the fun. Um, there's, there's some action, but it's not like a full blown action movie. It's, it's, it's a, it's an action comedy film. Um, and you've got Brad Pitt here as this operative who is kind of like reached this, you know, this Zen place. He, he Mm. wants to just, you know, he, he, he wants to kind of, just do the job and he's, he's coming to terms with himself. And so he's in a new like stage of his life. And so he's fairly pacifist, doesn't use a gun, um, talks to a lot of these people about like, you know, how to heal their inner child. He's just kind of become like this hippie. So the whole appeal is like, this person is among this den of like violent gangsters who he's in opposition with and luck is a big motif in the movie. So there's some things that happen that are fairly miraculous that are, or fairly coincidental um, to play against and for the idea of luck. Uh, And it just makes for an entertaining film that moves quickly. It's never slow. Doesn't waste your time. I watched this movie in three parts and it's only just because I had other stuff I had to get done. I just, I couldn't sit down and watch it, but it was, it was fun. The life Um, of a parent, man. I know. So I I enjoyed it. If it's, if it's still on Netflix, I would recommend people see it. Um, Cool. It's um, it's based on a uh, what is this technically a a thriller novel called yeah. Maria Beetle, a parenthetical bullet train, yeah. um, but it's it's Japanese, and yeah. this was a problem apparently. Um, there's a big section in the Wikipedia here called representation of race and casting. And so it was a big thing like the casting, it just says here, the casting of several non-Asian actors, including Brad Pitt and Joey King, prompted accusations of whitewashing characters who were Japanese Mm. in Kotaro Isaka's novel. Um, David, you know, the executive director of the Japanese American Citizens League criticized the casting, explaining that while American actors would have been appropriate if the setting were changed to the United States. The filmmakers used the novel's Japanese setting while keeping Japanese characters in the film's background, strengthening the charges of whitewashing. He said mm. he also questioned the actor's allyship to the Asian community for knowingly accepting whitewashed roles and further criticized the film for pushing the belief that Asian actors in the leading roles cannot carry a blockbuster, despite the recent successes of Asian-led films such as Crazy Rich Asians or Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> and everything everywhere all at once. Yes. King appeared in the film, despite having previously said, I do not believe a white woman should play a character of color, not me or any other white woman for that matter. Um, 
Mm, so there's all this kind of stuff here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how can audiences get excited about buying tickets to see Asian actors when their ex- existence in a movie is barely acknowledged? When asked about the casting, Asaka defended the film. The actual writer. So Asaka is the writer of the the original work, you know. So he was asked about the casting. He defended the film and described his characters as ethnically malleable, maintaining that his original Japanese setting and context were irrelevant as they were not real people. Maybe they're not even Japanese. Um, so then yeah. Sony Pictures Motion Picture Group president Stanford Panich got involved. He highlighted that. He's like, hey, you know, see, he 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 he's with us. Mm-hmm. Um, the film is, you know, he says the film is going to honor the novel's Japanese soul while giving the opportunity to cast big name stars and adapt it on a global scale. So the screenwriter got involved. He argued the decision to cast beyond Japanese or Asian actors proved the strength of the original work and that the story would transcend race. Um, the director yeah. was like, look, it, it's just changed. You know, we're keeping it. We kept it in Tokyo. We, he, he David Lech came out and said, we were going to adapt it to be in America for this reason. And then we decided the film had more international appeal. If we stayed in Tokyo, it's more interesting mm. if it's not in the, not in the United States. Cause lots of movies yep. that come out of America or take place in New York and shit, you know? Yeah. So like, and then of course, so all these things are at play, but there's just these people and all these, you know, anti-Asian defamation leagues responding. This person says that sounds like white privilege providing an excuse for exclusion. So I was like, Oh my God. So I've just thrown all this information at you. I spent two minutes or whatever yeah. it is reading all this shit. So I'm bringing this up because it's interesting. I, I have a perspective on this. I don't know if you have an opinion about all of that mm-hmm. or if it's just sort of, uh, well, you know, I, I have a, uh, somewhat of an opinion, but, but go ahead. To me, I read it and I was like, I understand the criticism, you know, um, because you're right. Like the whole idea we're trying to get away from is that you need big, famous white people to sell a movie. Um, And again, we have proof that you don't, you know, except that Bullet Train is not nearly as well known to American audiences um, as a Marvel comic book. Yes, Brie Larson starring Captain Marvel, Ch- Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, Simu Liu, uh, and you know Shang Chi. That's true. A a less represent a less um a less populous group of people in America can open a film, can open a billion yep. dollar film. Yeah, when they are attached, what the, it didn't prove that they can open any film. It proved that they can that that they're casting in a film starring is not an automatic negative not an automatic negative um when coupled with something that is well known like it's this goes back to the whole there are no more movie stars thing like anthony yeah. mackie even said this like people are watching a captain america film because they know who captain america is not necessarily because me or chris evans are captain america you know yeah, yeah, they're yeah. watching it because they're here for the character so yeah. i'm with them in that this is a legitimate gripe to an extent I'm also like, it's just different when it's something that's well-known versus something that, that isn't. Um, mm. It's just a reminder too of how everything in Hollywood is a business decision. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as I'm reading all these people's defenses of the casting, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like an episode of Veep unfold almost or an episode of Entourage you sure. got a bunch of people who are probably behind closed doors like shit. 
What do we yep. say? And yep. then the writer of the novel says, it's fine with me. It doesn't yeah. bother me, you know, whether yeah. he was pressured to say that or he was just like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Will this help if I tell you it doesn't matter? And then yeah. all the, the the executives are like, see, see, like our Japanese friend here says it's cool. And mm. then the writer's like, oh, but it's it transcends race, which doesn't help calm anything. And then the director essentially yeah. came out and said, listen, <laughs> We were aware of this, but Sony decided that to sell more tickets overseas, it should stay in Tokyo. And they didn't either didn't think about or didn't really give a shit that this might be a problem for people concerned mm. about whitewashing. Mm. Either way, it's just like, I feel like that's what he was saying was like, oh, yeah, just, it would have more international appeal, a.k.a. We wanted to make more money, so we kept yeah. it in Japan. Yeah. Okay, it is a business. We, we wanted all. to have our cake and eat it too. We're gonna have, the film's gonna star Brad yeah. Pitt and Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson. We're gonna put Sandy Bullock on the poster, even though she's in one scene because she's a voice. It's a whole movie. Like yeah. that's gonna help sell this movie. And um, do we have to fight about this? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know you didn't see the film, but it's just like I. And again, this is my limited perspective, of course, from from where I'm sitting. But I I, w- I certainly wasn't thinking about this while I watched the movie. You know, sure. I was watching Brad Pitt be kind of like a bumbling, you know, good luck guy throughout yeah. this thing. I wasn't thinking about how many Japanese actors were in it. For for God's sake, Tokyo is an international city. Like, there's white people all, all over it. Just as I w- would expect a fair amount of international people, whether we get this or not, in American films, walking around New York and shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my my briefest opinion on this is it, it the the person who created the characters gets to decide how important the character's race, nationality, whatever is to that character. Um and because they're presumably the ones who put the thought in in the first place into deciding that about the characters um so you can think about something like you know uh uh when they did the live action uh avatar the last airbender and suddenly these characters aren't asian anymore yeah um you know that was a that was a mistake right because the creators the the two guys who created that uh they they specifically created Asian characters, mm-hmm. um, and then and then you have something on the on the flip side, like when Harry Potter and the Cursed Child cast um, a black woman as Hermione, yeah, and J.K. Rowling came out and said, "Well, that's fine because I didn't specify one way or another in the book, right? Um, maybe it's strongly implied that she's white, but sure, it it it, it it's not." It doesn't have to be. Right. And again, J.K. Rowling is the one who gets to decide she, that. She could, even if it had, she could have said like, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, she's white in the books, but I don't care. Yeah, but I don't care you in know. the stage play. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And and so, um, so again, like I always default back to that. So if in this case, the writer of the original story says it doesn't matter to me, then I think that's the nail in the coffin for me. Right. Creatively, well, then – Sure. But I do think that in all of these cases, if if applicable um, and not prevented by death uh, or disinterest, you should go to the original source and ask their blessing on whatever it is you intend to do. Um, And if they are not around, then probably just don't mess with it. Um, You know, like, you know, 
very famously recently, HBO Max released Velma, in which many of the characters are race swapped. Um, and and is that is that a problem or is that okay? Um, yeah, I, I I don't think that's for any one person to decide. But my personal barometer of that is if it's given the blessing by the original creators, then sure. Mm-hmm. In Velma's case, it wasn't. Um, so mm. I have to hold that in my, you know, in, in the back of my brain as saying, well, they, they cared enough about this writer's creation to make money off of it, right. but not to honor it. Yeah. And, and that to me is sort of a slap in the face as a writer, as somebody who aspires to write for the screen to have, you know, to put forth work in, you know, for instance, something that, that, uh, uh, Kellen and I have been writing recently. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a character um, who is Vietnamese. If if this thing gets adapted into a, a live action feature film 20 years from now, and they decide to make this character white, well, but we specifically chose that she's Vietnamese, right? So, so why would you change that? Yeah. Um, so, so to me. Uh, it's a little bit of a slap in the face to a writer to say, well, you know, I, I, I want to make money off of your creation, but I don't want to honor what you created and the thought that you put into it and the artistry that you put into it. Um, and this goes back to the age old debate of should there be a black James Bond? Should there be, you know, a black Superman? Should there be whatever? And, and the question, it, it's always a, a, a good question to ask, but I d- I say all that to say that's my personal barometer for yeah. it, but I don't think that there is an answer to it. Just like saying, well, is Velma any good? There is not a legit answer to that question because film uh, criticism is subjective. So, so you can't, you, you can't objectively say this movie is bad. And you also can't objectively say, I, it, it is wrong to do this, uh, to take a fictional character and make them a different race. Because after all, what we're arguing about is, is, is it morally acceptable for a fictional character to be changed? And I don't think that that has any, any real basis in morality. Yeah. Because that's not really a real issue. It's, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where like, I'm not sure like what takes priority for who and at what stage and to what extent that person even has a hand on the steering wheel. Like, obviously, like all the people who spoke out about this had a certain amount of control about it. But at the end of the day, like the people who are control of this movie is Columbia and Sony. Like, you know, if we're going to we're giving money to this, we're kind of hiring all the players and, you know, we hope to make some money off off of it. And of course, we want to make the most that we can. And then it's about selling and all that. And it's just like, yeah, like you wouldn't adapt a I say this just again, maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't think that a company like Sony would adapt a book like that and say, yeah, we're going to keep, we're going to, we're not going to change anything. We're going to adapt something that's hundred percent Japanese for an American and international audience. Mm. How does that sentence not imply American actors yeah. for an American company? So right. in, in, in the course of adapting it, if, 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 I mean, if China were, if we're, if the Chinese film office were doing that, like we're going to adapt, we bought the rights to 
I don't know, something. The catcher in the rye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. For for the Chinese audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only saying that because I have a copy of it down here for some reason. Um, even though this makes zero sense to 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 adapt, whatever. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, we we bought the rights to J.D. Salinger's uh, corpse, and yeah. uh, we're gonna make Catcher in the Rye for for Beijing. Um, I would fully expect they'd be casting Chinese actors. Otherwise, right. I'm not sure what you're doing or who in your country is interested in this beyond the niche audience that already is. Yeah. And yeah. Sony's not making a movie to sell to a niche audience of people who've read the original Japanese novel in the yeah. United States. Cause you know what? That's probably fucking not a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. You know? So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's the inherent, the inherent problem slash obstacle to use a neutral word in the film business is you have to broaden everything. And if it's an American yeah. company, they're going to make American stuff and they're going to cast American actors. They're going to retain what they can yeah. be sensitive where they can hire yeah. people like Hiroyuki Sonata, who is Japanese, but is well known by American audiences because he's in everything. And it's awesome. Mm. Love that guy. Yeah. His yeah. character has a fight in this, but he, he walks with a cane most of the time. And it, it made me sad to even think of him as infirm because I was like, no, this guy's like invincible. I love hearing right, Akisana. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, like that's just what happens. Like if if you if you want to retain niche nicheness, that's nicheness. Uh, rem- nit- uh, the niche interest remains in the original medium. That's yeah. why you love the book because the book yeah. speaks exactly to what it was supposed to be and what you wanted out of it. And it yeah. exists in its best form as a book. When you adapt it to a film, you're already kind of losing part of the soul of it. There's exceptions mm. with show with, t- with television shows and movies where it can move into a new medium and it's just as great as the original thing. But that, yeah. that greatness usually comes with somebody recognizing it's different from the original and yeah. making some respectful changes to fit the new thing. Yeah. And it can work. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to say to those people who were like hurt by the casting that like, you know, tough break, but it's almost like you've yeah. never watched a movie before. I don't know. Yeah. Or read casting news. <laughs> right. I, I, I think for, for me, like, yeah, I think the, the idea that it's more of like a, let's ask for forgiveness rather than let's ask for permission. Right. Um, kind of a thing that makes it feel a little sketchy to me, um, uh, because that brings to mind avatar, the last airbender live action, whitewashing, whitewashing, or, uh, or even, um, uh, like ghost in the shell. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's like, okay, so the, these are, or dragon ball for that matter. Um, the, these are examples of, of really poor example, really poor decisions to whitewash clearly, uh, Asian characters. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that this has happened m- numerous times adds to the offense of it, that, that we're, we're kind of, doing that again um but but at the same time right like i see your point if 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 a white studio i mean a white studio <laughs> well listen let's be honest <laughs> it is honest. a white studio let's be honest um if if an american studio decides to to buy the rights to a japanese story mm-hmm. they're gonna cast white actors yeah. it's just kind of a foregone conclusion and if the japanese company decides to sell that without the stipulation of but it needs to be japanese cast right well then 
whatever. But all all that's so so here here's where I here's where I'm at on it. That's cynically probably you could argue that's why the author came out and defended them because they probably like, hey dude, like what do you think they're gonna say if you like, what do you think is gonna happen if you came out and call us like bigots? Like you took our money. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like you can't just come out yeah. like what no matter what you think about this, like you probably ought to come out yeah. and defend the studio because you did business with them. You did business. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so all that to say, I'm like, look, I'm of two minds about the whole thing. I can see both sides. Yeah. I I I I would hate to think that we're specifically erasing Asian people from our films because of any nefarious reason. Right. Um so so I, I you know I my skin crawls at that thought um I don't I don't know where I land on it it I again I I just think creatively you just have to ask the original author yeah and I also just think that clarity up front like this sort of stuff yeah. like I keep thinking like what would I do differently if I could and you know yeah. what would I expect it what what would I expect any adult to do in this situation is go yeah. Okay. Like, are we just very clear about the parameters around this thing? Like you're selling yeah. us these rights. We can do whatever, right? Like think about it for a second. Okay, yeah. cool. You signed that. Great. And then we go, okay, like what's going to be the reaction to the casting? Okay. Well, we yeah. should prepare for that. Or we should yeah. talk to some people about yeah. what we should do. And it's just like, it can't just be studio makes movie most money possible, whatever it takes. Like obviously the film's not like directed you know, by like Michael Bay or anything, but like, sure. it's still, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty commercial, but even then, like, yeah. it's, it's not like a, it's not like a, a, it's not like a Marvel film, you know, you know, like it's, it's not a gigantic thing. It's just like yeah. a, a American audience is ostensibly like you look at it and you go, Oh, you find out it's adapted from something when you, see the credits or when you look up the film, but you watch the trailer, yeah. you don't go, Oh, I know what that is. You just go, Oh, it's a train movie with Brad Pitt. That looks yeah. like fun, you yeah. know? And, and that's, that's, and so you're selling the movie completely on. So in a way, Sony's like almost right to look at that. It's just, I don't want to call it like, you know, Sony accurately predicts the racism and bias of the American, you know, public viewing public. But, but yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's more like, you just recognize that human beings just have patterns of behavior that determine yeah. what they're going to do. And people, the way we sell movies right now completely plays to group mentality and, and who, you know, whatever citizenry is, is looking at the marketing and yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of, yeah. I'm sort of ambiguous on it too. It's just like, I, I like, as I say it, I'm like, yeah, it's just the way it is. And then I go, Oh, but I hate that excuse. I hate, yeah, I hate when and, people and say it, that. And it shouldn't be, right? Like right. If, if an American studio wants to make a film that features uh, uh, a Japanese-American cast, well, then they should do that and not feel like, oh, but we won't be supported, right? Yeah. And and hopefully after the success of Shang-Chi, Everything Ever All at Once, The Farewell, you know, this crazy rich, rich Asians, this this, you know, big sort of renaissance of of Asian led films, maybe, maybe that's going away. Hopefully yeah. the studio might say, Hey, look, you know, Ki Kwan has been nominated for an Academy award for Christ's sake. Like let's, we, we could do this. We yeah. could put a, we could put, <laughs> 
we could put a Japanese American uh, actor in this role. Sorry, I laughed because the first thing that came to mind was George Takai. And I was like, that would be a really different film. Yeah. yeah. You give me the MacGuffin. Give me the case. I no. would like the case. <laughs> <laughs> what will you do if I don't? Oh, oh my. my. Oh, my. What's in the case? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> no but like you're right it, it it is inherently it's one of those things where it's like yeah. yeah the groundwork has to be laid and and lots of people are arguing it should have been laid you know years ago decades yeah. ago where we have a fair where we would have a fair amount of international actors where we'd go like you could just oh by name just think of them like oh yeah who would you cast in the brad pitt role you know like and who would you cast in this role and it's just like yeah um Ken Watanabe. Yeah, you can't think of anybody. Yeah. Um, just another character from The Last Samurai that's not Hiroyuki Sonata. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We talked way more about that than about the actual film. But yeah, like that's the thing that struck me about researching it was like, oh, this is this, this falls into that category, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. it was fun. I don't know though. Hiroyuki Sonata could could play Brad Pitt's role. I haven't seen the film. I'm just like yeah. that dude. That dude's awesome. He's great, you know. But yeah, it's just, and of course, like I'm sure the script was written around Brad Pitt's like, you know, sensibilities. Like let's, you know, and 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 he's great. Brad Pitt is so damn charming in the movie. Like he's obviously sure. like a, you know very handsome man. Um, he's got a, such a smooth, well aged voice. You yeah. know, he's, 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 he's kind of bumbling and he's, he's not like a heroic leading man at all. He's like this yeah. sort of like experienced, um, but sort of jaded yet optimistic, hapless kind of protagonist who's, who, who really just wants to do this simple job and get, you know, has sure. a simple goal and, you know, just stuff keeps happening, but he yeah. takes it all in stride. He's, he doesn't get hopeless. He's just like, you know, it's just, it's, it, there's something very pleasing and nice about the movie. Um, yeah. but yeah, but as soon as you introduce like, well, those characters are all Japanese in the novel and it's whitewashing to cast Brad Pitt. Then you go, no matter where you fall in the, in the discussion, you just go, Oh, this thing I, I like has, is complicated now. It's complicated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 All yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Which might explain why I just didn't hear that much about this movie after it came out. Because I bet a bunch of people were just like, "Okay, yeah, I, I guess we'll, I guess we'll stop talking about it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, that's, yeah, man. That's that's that that's uh, that's bullet train. Wee, all right. Wee. Have a good week, everybody. Yay. Yay.